it. Summer is ending. The signs of fall are everywhere. So with that comes football games, volleyball games, warmer clothes, fire pits, s'mores. If you're into doing s'mores, which I totally am. And if you don't know what a s'more is, oh my goodness, deliciousness. But today what we're going to jump into are what are some traditions that you can have that celebrate back to school? Have you thought about developing back to school traditions? Things that you can do, they do not have to things that you can do each year to commemorate the end of summer and bring in and usher in the new school year. So I'm going to give you some, if you, if your kids have already started to school, or if they're older and you're like, eh, we don't have time for that. Listen in anyway, you might find a thing or two that you could actually plot. Grab a beverage and let's get after it. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee, and let's get started. Okay, so back to school traditions are just a fun way to help ease the transition. If you are on the front end of the school journey and you're ushering a new little one into kindergarten or preschool, they're so excited. There's so many things. Everything is new and they can't wait to experience it all. Their teacher's pretty much going to replace you as the most important person because if if Miss so-and-so says so, then that's the gospel. But as a fun closure, as a back-to-school tradition, reaffirm and affirm that you love them, that you're praying for them, and you want the best for them for the school year. Okay, so these are just a few that I've compiled as I've heard and listened to my little Katie's as I have done these things ourselves. This is just a list in no particular order. Adapt and feel free to use and to share as you will. So the first one is an easy one because it's one that you probably do because you have to. And that one is to gather your school supplies, to get all those school supplies. You get the list from the school, you've met the teacher, or you go to Walmart or CVS and they have all the list of school supplies already printed off for you and conveniently on sale. And while it is chaos, pandemonium, and utter craziness to take all your kids to go all at once to get all the supplies, I'm going to suggest that what if you don't do it that way? What if your tradition is each child gets a half day, a morning, an afternoon that they have you solo. You have one sheet and you're going to go through, get everything that they need. They get to pick out their items without the copying the older brothers, without peer pressure of, oh, you have to get this or this is better or you don't need that. So just take a morning or time where you can do that individually with each child, get their supplies. And then here's the tradition, go to lunch together, go to breakfast before you go shopping, pray about the year, make a time where you're going to pray for them, pray over them, whether it's lunch, whether it's breakfast, whether you go out for a special dinner, but make it about that particular child and 
do that individually. It just lets you connect with their heart. And that's the purpose of that. So number one is to shop individually for school supplies. Now, the thought of that drives you crazy and you're like, oh my word, no. We're going to go knock all of this out at once. That is great. But I do suggest that the tradition that you could build in, something simple could be ice cream. It could be a meal out, but it's just a date, if you will, with you and your child. Now, number two is kind of an extra bonus. And that is while you are gathering your school supplies and hopefully getting them all on sale, you would also compile extra for your Operation Christmas Child boxes if you do that or your feed a child program or pack a backpack program, whatever it is that you give to, if you have a philanthropy that you capitalize on the sales and you teach that philanthropy to your kids, just in the process of getting them ready for school, you're going to think about those that are less fortunate, that maybe don't have the advantages and the privileges that they have. So you're going to teach that mission mindset, that philanthropy, that including others. Inclusiveness is a big buzzword, but how do you teach that? Well, you start by deliberately including others as you go. Number three is all things baking. Now this can be done before school starts, or it can be done after their first day or their first week, the close of the first day of school, the close of the first week of school. You can do it the first month. You can do it every month, but it's just get out your baking skills. You would be surprised how easy it is to turn a 9 by 13 flat sheet cake into pretty much anything that you would want or two rounds depending on what you're doing. So I would suggest you can make a big pencil. So you take your, your sheet cake, you're going to divide it into one third and two thirds and you're going to create the lead out of one point, the eraser out of the other and the big thick part is going to be your pencil. Get the different colors of icing and just have a ball at it. Or even easier, what if you do a school bus cake or a big award cake? Something with lots of sprinkles and lots of fun. If you don't want to go to that trouble, how about if you do cupcakes and then you have them to the point where they're iced and ready for them to decorate and the sprinkles. You can do the same thing with um, sugar cookies, anything that the kids get to celebrate with you the end of that first day and talk about how the day went, how the week went, how the month went, whatever it is. Just hone out your baking skills. Number four, how about lunchbox notes? This is an easy tradition. It's one that I did intermittently and hit and miss. I definitely hit the first day of school, test days, Valentine's Day, anytime that there was an event or something happening in the day that I felt like they needed a little more encouragement. I would send a note with their lunch and you can get creative. You can pin it to the top of the sandwich. You can roll it around fruit snacks. You can do all kinds of things. But I would suggest having yourself a little encouragement note baggie or a little box of nothing but little note cards, pens that you write with, your pens that you're going to clip it on with, Anything that you would need to toss those in the lunch boxes pretty easily. Because I'm going to tell you, it probably won't happen the morning of. So if you just sit down, say on Sunday night or Wednesday night, whatever night that you actually get to put your rear end in a chair and just write off several of these all at once. So then you have them and they're ready. And you can say that you can make the same note multiple times and have it in different folders like for tests or for busy days or if they're being bullied or if they need to be reminded that they're beautiful and they have purpose and that today is going to be a great day. So lunchbox notes 
are a great tradition to start and to have. And the, you don't have to do all of these traditions. Let me, let me insert that right here. Pick a tradition. Pick one or two things that you will do and that you will do consistently. That's what makes it a tradition. The things that they remember. What will matter most to your kids when they look back? Number five is one, we always did the take your picture. So that's the fifth tradition is take a picture. That's become much more commonplace now and everybody does it. But take your first day of school, your last day of school, whatever the occasion is, take the picture in the same place every year. Now let's say that you move 14 times. That's okay. You're going to take it on the front stoop or in the kitchen, in their bedroom as they're dressed, ready to start the day. But I'm going to add to that make a sign. So there are a multitude of ways you can make a sign. Let's not negate the handwritten sign on a piece of notebook paper. Absolutely perfect. If that's all you have, just do that thing. But first day of first grade, first day of fifth grade, first day, last first day ever, you know, how whatever you want to do. You can get the little pop-on signs. You can get magnetic signs. You can get the signs that are already decorated. You can hand letter. Reach to the level of your creativity, but hold your sign, take the picture, and do the same thing year after year. This one is a fun one before you go back to school, and that is to have a block party or to have a friend party. This is number six, to have a friend party. I would always call this the things you can't do in school bash. It was actually a birthday party for my son who had a birthday in August who never got to celebrate school birthdays. This is where you're going to do fun, fun things like this is all the things that you couldn't do in school. So everybody got a big old wad of bubble gum that they could chew and of course throw away, not in my yard, but in a trash can. Or we had a water gun fight where everybody was just squirting each other with water guns. You can do the same thing with sponges soaked in a bucket of water where you're doing sponge tag. The person that's it has to hit other people with a sponge soaked with water. So you have a lot of sponges there and they grab them and they have to throw them. And if you get hit or splatted on, then you are out. So let's see, there's a lot of those ideas. And that also can go very nicely with make back to school cookies, make cupcakes, let them help you bake. You can do a lot of things with a bunch of kids running around and playing tag, all of the games that they would need to learn the rules to, playing kickball, to have a block party, just have a friends over friend group block party before you go back to school. Number seven, when we homeschooled, we loved taking a last vacation, but after all of the kids who were in school, in public school and private school, had gone back. So all the other kids are getting on a bus, they're going, well, we're packing that week or those days to go to the beach. So we would take a beach trip in September. The benefits of that were the prices had gone down. We celebrated the fact that we were homeschooling. I tried to make sure the kids didn't feel like they were missing something by not going to school and getting on a bus, that we were just learning a different way. So that was great fun, is having that vacation. Other, another thing is to take that last vacation or to actually make a trip to an amusement park, any amusement park or zoo that's near you. So you're going to make a special field trip, if you will, that is before kids get actually back into school. Number eight is how about an ice cream date where you're going to talk about the first thing week of school, how things went, what things are they excited about learning now that they've been there a few days, what things are they not comfortable with. So that's a really good one. Number nine, 
is your high-low. So this is a dinner conversation where every night over dinner, you go, okay, we're going to go around the table and you're going to teach your table manners, listen respectfully. What was your high for today? The best thing that happened to you today? And what's the worst thing that happened for you today? And what you're shooting for, the aim here for any of these ideas is to create memories. But particularly when you have them alone or when you're hearing the high-low, is you're connecting with their heart. You're trying to pour into them encouragement, see where their fears are, see where they're struggling, and intervene where you can to encourage them and to grow them up. Number 10 is just a fun one, and that is a surprise gift at the breakfast table, something little. Maybe it's a fun pen, a fun notebook, but it's a surprise back-to-school gift. And number 11 kind of goes with the block party, but it's a back-to-school pool day. So you're going to go to the pool, just do nothing but hang out and say so long summer. Number 12 is that infamous picture with the teacher. So you're actually going to go in and you're going to snap and grab a picture with the teacher if that's allowed in the school they attend. If not, you can certainly ask them. And I know a lot of teachers now in this great age of everybody has a cell phone and we all can text pictures and there's an emphasis on communication from the schools to the parents, getting that picture. And I would say also, if you got it at the beginning of the year, snap a picture of your child with your teacher throughout the year. And then you can actually even compile that and put it in a card. You can make a photo card or a little photo frame to give to them. Number 13 is also on that same idea, and that is to make a photo book together. Not just waiting till the end of the year, but taking your pictures all along the year and having that be a work in progress. When you do a digital photo book, like with um, the company that I represent, you can have that just there in your account and you can come back to it time and time again. So that's a plus for that is, is you're going to make a photo book. If they're too young, you're going to let them dictate to you who is this in the picture, who's their best friend, what's the story that goes along with this. Number 14, but that is getting those all important back to school outfits, making a budget, setting a budget, letting them know how much they have to spend and going to have the fun of getting those back to school outfits. And then the last one, number 15, is please make it a habit. Please make it a tradition that you pray for them on the way to school, that you pray for their teachers, you pray for the administration and the principals, and that you pray for safety, for wisdom, for discernment, for peace in the classroom, for those kids who are struggling. Make it a habit that you are praying aloud for your kids so that they can be a blessing and actually be blessed and to learn and to be safe. And those are the things that I prayed over my kids as they were going to school. And I tried to remember to say every day, go be a blessing. And of course, that's how I end this podcast. And that's where it came from. I really feel that we are called to be a blessing, that we're given our gifts, that you have individual gifts and talents that were given to you to bless others and the world. And in the process of doing these traditions, we want to pour into our kids. We want them to know that truth, that they are special, that they have unique gifts and talents, that they are precious to us. And we want to bless them and make them a blessing so that they in turn can bless others. And at the end of the day, we want them to have memories of us celebrating life and doing life with them, but doing it in thanksgiving to the one who gave us the ability to praise, to pray, to play, to have fun. Hopefully you'll pick one or two. Please don't try to inaugurate all 15, but pick a few that 
sound doable to you, that sound fun to you, and don't be afraid to make your own. I would love for you to tell me in the comments what you do, what idea maybe sparked a little interest or joy in your heart. What are the traditions that you have? So enter the conversation and absolutely go over and join us in the Facebook group, Productivity in Proverbs 31 community, so that we can all encourage one another. And if you're an older person listening to the podcast, maybe you've got grandchildren now, or maybe you're a little older, please remember those moms who are sending their kids to school for the first time. Pray for them. Maybe go by and take them for lunch. Maybe send a flower. You guys, whatever you do today, I hope that you will be a blessing to others because I truly believe that when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Until next time, this is Kathy. Hey guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.